Blog Talk Radio. Tonight, again, I'm Brother Seth, and you've tuned into the Five Swiss Song Network. Yeah, tonight, we celebrate the Passover, Feast of Unleavened Bread, uh, the Passover, really, which includes uh, 
Feast on Living Bread. Brothers and sisters, tonight uh, was an unscheduled show. Hopefully you got the message sent to you. But if not, um, and you listen to this in the archive, I do apologize. It was a, kind of a last-minute show. I, I was going to put it off to Monday. And I said, no, I'm going to do it tonight. So hopefully y'all got a reminder sent to you. Uh, that's why I pays to follow us uh, via subscribe to uh, uh, Blog Talk Radio, which is free, and uh, follow us. Uh, and that way you get these reminders sent directly to you. What did y'all think of that song? Uh, that was Y'all Lives by the Demona Choir. And I really appreciate them uh, just talking about the history of our people. What do you mean our people, Brother Seth? I'm talking about these Israelites, brothers and sisters. Uh, the, the scriptures speak of uh, the, the people that have turned the world upside down, uh, both with their rebellion and with their obedience. So, brothers and sisters, tonight... I'll go ahead and read the show's description where everybody be on the same, um, everybody be on one accord. Uh, it is a celebration. It is a high holy day. So Shabbat Shalom to the Israelites scattered in the diaspora. And Shabbat Shalom if you don't even know what I'm talking about. Okay, it just means it's a high holy day. Okay, Shabbat is normally on what we call Saturday, but when we have these feast days, every day is a is a is a holy day, and so we just say Shabbat Shalom, even though it's not Saturday, because it is a high and holy day. All right, so I put together this show, and um, show description reads as follows. For those of you that's just calling the phone number, you just you didn't quite read everything. <laughs> I say the title is African Americans are the Israelites, spoken of in Scripture. Why are African Americans keeping the feast days this week? Why are they eating unleavened bread all week? How does it relate to African Americans' history today? Or how does it relate to African Americans today? What does it happen? More importantly, what does God have to say about them claiming to be Israelites? Tonight, we talk about the miraculous Passover of the death angel and the salvation of the Israelites and creating of the Passover holy day. One more time. Tonight we're talking about the miraculous Passover of the death angel and the salvation of the Israelites and creating of the Passover holy day. Also, we discuss African Americans, how African Americans are indeed one of the lost tribes of Israel. All that coming your way shortly. And we thank the Most High for this show tonight. Um, looking over my notes, and I just again want to remind everybody to follow the show. It's very important. Um, uh, we have that presence on the uh, on Blog Talk Radio and on social media, so all podcasts need the following. We need your following, is what I'm saying. Okay, folks, I want to um, just kind of hit one more time while we're doing this show, because some of you just you don't get it. You you even if we wasn't. Uh, we as so-called African-Americans, I'm an African-American, what they call, which I don't 
uh, really subscribe to, but just so y'all won't be confused as to what I'm saying, the uh, the world call us African Americans, and a lot of you just don't understand this whole Passover uh, show uh, celebration, especially why so-called African Americans are claiming, get, trying to get a piece of it. You know, you feel some of you feel like we just. Um, since we lack a sense of identity, some of you think, I've heard Pat Robinson say, for instance, that he understands why black people claim to be Israelites because they've been so disenfranchised and, and they uh, need a sense of identity. And, uh, of course, we have our slaves of slave master name. I'll add that. But it's bigger than that, brothers and sisters. It's biblical. It's serious. It is most serious. It has to do with Bible prophecy. Uh, if African Americans are indeed one of the lost tribes of Israel, just bear with my folly here for a second for those of you that's just not feeling any of this. What if we were? So let's talk about it as if we were, and let's talk about it as if we're not. Are truly one of the lost tribes of Israel. That would make the people that rule over us in America, the people spoken of in the scripture that was to come from the north, that was going to take control of the world and to enslave Israel for a season. And that the father would eventually judge his people by these people from the north. But then scriptures prophesy many times of a coming out, of a of a restoration of these people. Uh, it talks about uh, a judgment upon the nation that take them captive, but take it too far. Because the father did say Israel was supposed to be put in slave ships, houses led by women. Uh, talked about the men not fathering their children. Yes, it's in the scriptures, brothers and sisters. We're going to get into it. Yes, the scripture talks about a people that would be scattered to the four corners. Yes, it talks about a people that would buy, build houses but not enjoy them. For others, that is, there will be houses for another nation. It talks about how this people, whoever they are, would have wives, but another nation will come and lie with their women. Whoever Israel are, Whoever they are, Bible says these things will happen to them. One scripture in Isaiah talks about how their young men will be out upon the corners. It don't say corners; it say the head of a street. Thy sons lie at the head of all. It say thy head. Thy sons lie at the head of. I'm gonna try to find that for y'all. Isaiah 52, I think it is. But it talks about how the sons of Israel have fainted. It it's literally says that sons lie at the head of all the streets as a wild bull in a net. One more time. The book of Isaiah, the prophet, speaking of the state of the young men of Israel. It says, your young men have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets as a wild bull bull in the net. It goes on to talk about how they're full of this anger. Folks, 
the older I get, the more I read the scriptures. I don't see how anybody can't see that African Americans, their entire culture is Hebraic. What do I mean by that? It mimics the Hebrews. When I look over at, at Israel, or Jerusalem, or Jerusalem, or the so-called Jews, much respect for them as humans. But when I look at their plight, their history, and I look at the scriptures, and I look at the look at them, and I look at the history, and I look at them, and then I look at us, and I look at the folks. In much love and respect for the people in Israel. They don't live out the scriptures. I can't find the Holocaust, which is horrific. I don't wish it upon my enemies. Much love and respect and, 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 and sensitivity for them going through that. I'm not playing with that, brothers and sisters. But I don't find it in the scriptures. I just don't. Help me find it. I don't see it. I don't see anything the so-called Jewish people went through, how they went through, even getting into the land of Israel. Scripture, prophetic. But when I look at the so-called African-American and other people scattered at the four corners, I can see Israel and the characteristics upon those people like Cinderella slipper fit so snug. We are Israel. African Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel. I'm getting in too deep, ain't it? Well, that's what tonight's show is going to be about. We're going to talk about the first, we've been instructed, Israelites, that is, by the Most High, in the book of Exodus, chapter 12. We've been instructed to remind our children and their children of what happened, the miracle with the death angel passing over the Israelites as they put their blood up on the doorposts, how the angel, death angel, passed over them, how they wasn't able even to bake bread because once they got the word, they didn't have time to, to bake uh, their bread as they normally do. And so the bread didn't have yeast in it. That's why we, for the next seven days, observed this holy day with unleavened bread, or what they call Matzah. So, if you don't stand the show, like I said, what if what I just said to you is the truth? More importantly, what if that's what the scriptures really is saying? I mean, it would make it, the, the father looks like he's picking on us. Otherwise, why do we? Why was he putting slaves? Why we have it seem like seven times harder? A lot of explaining. A lot of questions I have to the Most High if we're not Israel. So let's just say we're not, and we're in error. There's a lot of explaining because we have it far harder than our so-called counterparts or our brothers and sisters that happen to have less pigment. We have it harder than even Africans, Indians, the people of the world. Like I say, there are certain people scattered at the four corners that live exactly what we live, and we think this is a sister tribe scattered to the four corners, such as South Africa, West Africa, Shante people. We can go into that too as well tonight. So the, tonight's show is twofold, brothers and sisters. We're talking about 
the Passover. We're instructed to, we're commanded to remind our four, uh, excuse my children and their children of what happened. That's what we're supposed to do on the Passover. We're going to do that. We're going to read the scriptures, but we're also going to talk about overwhelming proof of African Americans being one of the lost tribes of Israel since this show is stationed in the States. We'll focus on the African American, but just know that we'll also talk about other people scattered out the four corners that we believe are Israelites. Even people up in the north that uh, uh, some of our dark-skinned Israelites was taken captive up north, and after hundreds of years of mixing with the people with less pigment, of course some of them would be white even today. So, yeah, we believe that. This show is not about hatred. Please try to understand our hearts. I'm going to go ahead and play a little something to those who are just new to the Five Stone Network as far as how we do things with the callers, how we ask questions. So please pay attention. Very important. Um, and we'll be right back. Google, 
Five Smooth Song Blog Talk Radio, and you'll be able to enjoy over 500 episodes on various topics uh, at your leisure. Lastly, we want to remind everybody to follow the show. Follow the show. Please follow us. It gives us a bigger presence on the net. Plus, you benefit by getting a reminder sent to you anytime we do shows. Uh, we get these little reminders sent with all types of details of what's going on on the next show sent to you. Enjoy the rest of the show, and thank you for tuning into the Five Sons Network. Hello. <laughs> Father, in prayer, let's ask his blessings upon this broadcast, and if you agree with me as I pray and as I petition the highest court, kingdom of the most high God, God of Israel, if you agree, simply say amen under your breath, so be it. Father, I just want to lift up this show tonight. Father, I ask that you would by your Holy Spirit, your Ruach HaKadosh. By your Spirit, Father, speak through the co-host, or the host, or guest, or whoever's going to be speaking to the people, or even through the callers, Father. Father, we ask that you would speak to us through your Word. Father, let us be agents of change tonight, not just lifting up the problem, whatever we're going to be discussing, or the enemy, whoever the enemy is. But Father, we ask that on this show, that you be lifted up. While we may examine the problem, discuss the problem, discuss the challenges, discuss the heartache, the pain, we just ask that you be lifted up. As the as a solution, as as a song play in the background, Waymaker, we ask that you be revealed tonight on this broadcast broadcast as the Waymaker. Father, we as a people petition your court, your presence, asking for change in our world, in our home, in our hearts. Father, let us not just be another group of people just talking for the sake of talking vain conversation. We ask that you would speak the wisdom that only you can give. You said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of you who give it to all men liberally and abrade it not. Father, in your son's name, we ask that you will reveal to us your heart in the matters spoken tonight. And Father, we ask a special blessing upon the listeners that if they're suffering with pain, discomfort in their bodies where they can't hear you. We ask that you will rebuke and we rebuke the enemy in Christ's name. 
spirit of sickness and infirmity. And we even speak to bodies and command these bodies receive peace. These bodies will receive healing in Yeshua's name, in Jesus' name. All these things we ask as a body on this broadcast tonight. Amen. And brothers and sisters, again, I want to thank you uh, for tuning in tonight here at the Five Stone Network. Again, we are celebrating Passover tonight. Celebrating Passover tonight, and we want to thank you for being in attendance. I want to play uh, a little some something, and uh, what this is, brothers and sisters, this is actually going to be uh, the reading of Exodus 12. And I was going to read it, but uh, I'm kind of um, got a few things going on here, brothers and sisters. So, what I would like to do, if if you don't mind, is I want to go ahead and uh, and just play this. Uh, I do want to just say this to um, those of you that are uh, tuning into the show. These shows are dedicated to those Israelites scattered throughout the four corners in the, what we call diaspora. Folks, Israel have underwent a lot of pain. I mean, the Most High said that this group would have it seven times harder, and that's exactly about what it feels like here in America. I don't know where you're at, but in America, it feels like it's about seven times more difficult. This is uh, uh, um, Leviticus 13 we're talking about. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Y'all bear with me. i got so much going on here. Deuteronomy 28 is what I'm coming out of. But it, 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 it talks about how Israel will have it seven times harder. Do you hear me? So this is why we dedicate all of the shows right here on the Fossil Stone Network to the Israelites scattered in the diaspora. They're not just in America, brothers and sisters. The Most High was angry with his people, and he said he would scatter them throughout the four corners. So what you have is a people, uh, because of the rebellion of their foreparents, uh, living out uh, these prophetic curses that's supposed to be upon them. Now, we do believe that we've served our time and that there is a changing of the guards. So uh, as far as the uh, 400 years, some people argue, I don't want to get into that, uh, that will be in America, it's over. And I believe that a lot of people are still in the mindset uh, uh, of the slavery and still acting out the curse, even though the Father is no longer behind the people from the north or the northern nation or the Europeans that he called to chastise his people. So there is a freedom going on with some of us that know it's over. And we're trying to take our rightful place. But there are some of us 
don't, they don't even know we Israelites don't know anything about it. none of the things we're talking about tonight. They're just acting and narrating, or, or they're, they're, uh, they've been given a narrative that they are, are acting out because they haven't been taught about the freedom that we have in Christ. So what's happening is, unfortunately, there's a lot of pain still going on. And even for some of us that know uh, uh, that we Israelites, it's a lot of pain, brothers and sisters. So I do these shows being sensitive to these people. So if you're listening and you happen to not be, uh, you don't believe you're Israelite or if you are indeed not Israelite, you're another one of those nations that are looking on, just know this. These shows are dedicated to the Israelites in the diaspora. And we want to say to them, happy Passover. And so it's to the Jew first, to the Israelite first, and then to all nations. So, again, if you're listening and tuning in to this show tonight, happy Passover to you as well. So let's read. Let's listen, rather, to uh, Exodus 7, and uh, you'll kind of understand why. This show is vital. We'll be right back. Please listen. This is important. It's not that long. Exodus chapter 12. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb." Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Ye shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and ye shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door post of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs, and with the pertinence thereof. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat it, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And ye shall eat it in haste, it is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord." And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. 
And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Ye shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. Seven days shall ye eat unleavened bread. Even the first day ye shall put away leaven out of your houses. For whosoever eateth leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from Israel. And in the first day there shall be an holy convocation, and in the seventh day there shall be an holy convocation to you. No manner of work shall be done in them, save that which every man must eat, that only may be done of you. And ye shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. For in this selfsame day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall ye observe this day in your generations by an ordinance forever. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month at even, ye shall eat unleavened bread until the one and twentieth day of the month at even. Seven days shall there be no leaven found in your houses. For whosoever eateth that which is leavened, even that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he be a stranger or born in the land. Ye shall eat nothing leavened. In all your habitations shall ye eat unleavened bread. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families, and kill the Passover. And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop, and dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. And ye shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee and to thy sons forever. And it shall come to pass, when ye be come to the land which the Lord will give you, according as he hath promised, that ye shall keep this service. And it shall come to pass, when your children shall say unto you, What mean ye by this service? That ye shall say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt, when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses. And the people bowed the head and worshipped. And the children of Israel went away and did as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron, so did they. And it came to pass that at midnight the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on his throne, under the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of cattle. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians. And there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get you forth from among my people, both ye and the children of Israel, and go, serve the Lord as ye have said. Also, take your flocks and your herds as ye have said, and be gone. And bless me also. 
And the Egyptians were urgent upon the people that they might send them out of the land in haste, for they said, We be all dead men! And the people took their dough before it was leavened, their kneading troughs being bound up in their clothes upon their shoulders. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they lent unto them such things as they required, and they spoiled the Egyptians. And the children of Israel journeyed from Ramesses to Succoth, about six hundred thousand on foot that were men beside children. And a mixed multitude went up also with them, and flocks and herds, even very much cattle. And they baked unleavened cakes of the dough which they brought forth out of Egypt, for it was not leavened, because they were thrust out of Egypt and could not tarry, neither had they prepared for themselves any victual. Now the sojourning of the children of Israel who dwelt in Egypt was four hundred and thirty years. And it came to pass at the end of the four hundred and thirty years, even the selfsame day it came to pass, that all the hosts of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. It is a night to be much observed unto the Lord for bringing them out from the land of Egypt. This is that night of the Lord to be observed of all the children of Israel in their generations. And the Lord said unto Moses and Aaron, This is the ordinance of the Passover. There shall no stranger eat thereof, but every manservant that is bought for money, when thou hast circumcised him, then shall he eat thereof. A foreigner and an hired servant shall not eat thereof. In one house shall it be eaten. Thou shalt not carry forth aught of the flesh abroad out of the house, neither shall ye break a bone thereof. All the congregation of Israel shall keep it. And when a stranger shall sojourn with thee, and will keep the Passover to the Lord, let all his males be circumcised, and then let him come near and keep it. And he shall be as one that is born in the land, for no uncircumcised person shall eat thereof. One law shall be to him that is home-born, and unto the stranger that sojourneth among you. Thus did all the children of Israel. As the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron, so did they. And it came to pass the selfsame day that the Lord did bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt by their armies. Okay, and we're back, brothers and sisters. That was Exodus 12, uh, King James Version, which is all we read on this show, pretty much. Brothers and sisters, tonight I cannot ex- cannot in words express how important this show is. The Passover, kept by millions all over the world, uh, especially those that classify themselves as Israel or Jews because they was commanded to do so a time to sit down with your children and remind them of what happened the story of the death angel passing over the whole story with the unleavened bread and more importantly how the most high salvaged or saved his people and to remind and encourage your children that he is doing it still today I thought we would share that technically according to scripture we just did it with the reading of uh, Exodus 12 
I do want to say a little something. Some of you may think this is trivial, but it's not. The guy reading the scriptures oftentimes when I was uh, didn't know what I know now, and I would hear these voices. I would let the people read, the readers, those that voice you hear sound like a Caucasian man, so-called Caucasian man. I will let his voice and any background that sound like, you know, those old, uh, what can I say, those religious sounds that that's, you can hear in Europe, um, uh, you know, the background, how sometimes they make it sound European-like. Um, can I say it like, how can I say this? Uh, but anyway, when you're listening to, what I'm trying to say is when you're listening to these readers, oftentimes they're painting a picture. They may not mean to, maybe. But uh, those people in that Bible, brothers and sisters, was very dark-skinned people. And that's important because sometimes when we come on here and we say what we're saying and then you hear a reader and they're sounding Caucasian, you're already thinking in your mind because some of you, you don't know, you didn't do the research, you haven't done the research over the years. And so when you hear the reader, it kind of takes you back to being a European thing. It's not. I know some of y'all may think, oh, that's so small and trivial, but it's very important, brothers and sisters, that when we read these scriptures, we have a mental image. And the reason why is not to give credence or, or praise the flesh, but it's to trump and destroy white supremacy in the hearts and minds that is literally separating us from our Elohim or from our God. Okay? It's a little side road, kind of. Um, brothers and sisters, I want to open the line and get Brother Kim on to say hello and, and just to get uh, a quick, some, uh, I think I'm going to leave his line open. So let's go to Brother Kim and Casper. This is one of our uh, co-hosts uh, with the Five Suits on Network. I'm going to open up his line at this time. Brother Kim, your line is open, Brother Shabbat Shalom. Again, welcome to this celebration, uh, Passover celebration. Go ahead and say hello to the people. Shalom, shalom. Uh, uh, hello, everybody. Uh, Kim with Castleberry, and uh, I am just so thankful uh, to be a part of this show tonight. Um, I'm a trucker by trade, and I really did have it in my mind and heart that I was going to be on the highways and byways um, pretty much like last year as well. Um, I've just kind of been having this lonely walk, and uh, just to have this Passover tonight, it's, it's, it feels real good. Um, I'm kind of going through some things as a truck driver, uh, truck in the shop and things I'm having are kind of rough. I know we kind of spoke on, uh, a, a lot of things on the show about depression and things like that, but this is very uplifting, uh, to be a part of the show tonight. And I uh, thank you. Thank you, brother self. And, um, yeah, yeah, I'm ready to, I'm, I want to engage with you on here, man, about the Passover is dear and dear to a lot of us believers. And it's, well, uh, it's really okay. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you go ahead. I was about to say that all that love Christ, uh, the Passover, He's our sacrificial lamb, and it's like bringing Absolutely. us to remembrance and what what connects us all. Um, and so uh, we can't lose sight of that. And as me myself, I, I want to build upon just this right here as the Christ being our. As far as any differences. On scriptures, Christ, you know, 
him being our second freshman. That's that's all I have to say, brother. Seth. That is no, that is good. That is good. I love how you ended that, and I kind of want to uh, piggyback off that. We're gonna leave the lines open. This has been a while since we've done this, because um, brother Seth's been doing a lot of um, uh, writing the book and so forth, and so I've been going thirty minutes a whop. No interruptions, but tonight, Brother Kenwin line is going to stay open. He can jump in anytime he wants, and please jump in, Brother Kenwin. But um, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, um, what we just heard, uh, uh, Ezek, I mean, uh, Exodus, Book of Exodus, uh, Chapter 12, again, the King James Version Bible. This had to have been pretty horrific, brothers and sisters, uh, uh, for the father to decide that he's going to judge Egypt and uh, he's going to get with this Pharaoh that has been oppressing his people and he's going to send a death angel throughout Egypt and that the firstborn is going to be smitten by any house that does not have blood upon the doorpost. That is scary. If any Israelite would have failed to put blood up on the doorpost, they would have lost their firstborn, just like the Egyptians. Many of you know the story. When Pharaoh lost his son, this is what the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. He let the Israelites go. Yes, he did. That was it. That was the last straw. So our people were salvaged because of this event they came out of Egypt and many of you know the history they went on to the wilderness and for their sojourn 40 years wandering where the father had to weed out those that doubted and didn't trust him and then they went to the promised land and, and was established in a place we call today Israel or Jerusalem or Jerusalem or Zion all the names and the father began to do many wonders, miracles uh, uh, in those 40 years to enemies uh, surrounding them and even after they went to their to their promised land, Israel. And those stories is talked about all throughout the scriptures. This is what make up the Bible, these 66 books and even the books that it's not added in. And this... This Elohim of theirs, this God of theirs, is so famed, uh, especially back then. The people, the neighbors of Israel was afraid of them. I mean, because their God literally fought with them in battle. That's scary. So to this day, these people have given faith. Are, are, are stories that inspire faith in this God, in this Elohim. And today it's no different. Israel is supposed to be walking epistles. The nations of the world are supposed to look at Israel and learn their ways. So I want to just open this up really slow. Brother Kim, we can jump in at any time. Please, you're not you're not going to interrupt me. It'll be a good interruption. Okay, gotcha. But this people is so powerful. Whether they obey the Most High or even 
I mean, I should say, when they obey the Most High, they are most powerful. You can see the, the Father clear through them. But you yes. can e- equally see the Most High dealing with them clearly yes. Yes. in their rebellion. Yes. I mean, yes. folks, they are they are amazing. They are amazing, these people. I'm serious. Whether they walk in rebellion or in obedience. What happens to them and around them literally just shapes the world. Their ignorance, when they are in captivity, the Bible talks about how people will rule over them. And basically how they're able to rule over them is because of the ignorance that's going to be in the Israelites. They won't know who they are. And that ignorance that's in Israel allowed those that rule over them to exploit them. Exploiting them means they're going to be working, and they're going to get money. They're going to have income. They're going to have resources. And their resources literally is going to supply wealth to the people that rule over them. You see how powerful Mm. they are? So I heard some one time Brother Ken went explain to me how Wall Street is literally jump started by this uh, nation of people that are what they call consumerists, which means they don't hold their money. We got one point two trillion that goes through our hands and because of us not knowing who we are, Brother Ken Wynn, we fund the very people that are, oppress us. We don't believe enough in ourselves or have a sense of camaraderie or a sense of unity or a sense of um, yes. a nation being a nation to keep and trap that $1.2 trillion that would make us the seventh richest nation in the world. So like I said, yes, yes. when this nation walk in rebellion, they're still powerful. Not for them, though, for yes. those that rule over them. Any feedback on that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, the intelligence. Oh, my goodness. The intelligence. Uh, uh, Egypt represents the intelligence. Mm-hmm. They outsmarted us. I think they outthought us. They're three steps ahead of us. And Egypt come up with so many different dimensions. Uh, about the Passover and what God has done to him, but Egypt represents came from God. Yes. Um, that Joseph was reigning there in Egypt, and we was part of that nation. Uh, a lot of our schooling and education came from that nation. Uh, we began to think like uh, the Egyptians. Um, but that that remembrance, uh, uh, uh and, and the craftiness that Egypt kind of did to us to put us in bondages there. And uh, we was kind of like in this, um, well, I, I would say lose our identity because Moses basically had to remind us of who yes. we are and our story or how we got there. It was, was kind of like all forgotten. And the story after uh, Exodus, when we into the uh, uh, wilderness, a lot of us wanted to go back to Egypt, okay? Wow. Um, yeah, because our, our 
our whole upbringing, our everything that we know about this world was in that wrapped in this Egyptian life life that we have living. And so uh, it was scary, uh, and it was just kind of hard living for a little bit. Um, and that and 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 that's what makes it layers upon layers of why this Passover story is so relevant uh, to today. Uh, we talked about Wall Street. Wall Street got famed over uh, well, the tea and tobacco, but most importantly, it's the cotton. Um, the U.S. it 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 rose to power because of the cotton industry. It's like a giant corporation, and they are like three or four steps ahead of us in keeping us in this trance. And it was primarily just on the uh, uh, enslaved. Um, but, however, it, it shifted over, over time, and everybody's a part of the system. And, uh, and, and it's just... Uh, there's three steps ahead of us, you know. Um, but, yeah, well, I, I don't want to get into, like, end times, but it's very relevant to uh, Egypt, the story of Egypt. Yes. And uh, yes. I, I kind of want to, what Christ is supposed to do and the light he brings to all who believe, not just us, uh, uh, witness the power of our, our God, but the Egyptians as well. They witnessed that. And- and mm-hmm. I want to say this, because as a good host, any good host is going to be able to callers or listeners would have but may not have had the opportunity to ask. So I know some are thinking this. First of all, Brother Ken, when that was brilliant, some is probably thinking, what on God's green earth does this have to do with today I tune in because I keep hearing about these black Jews Israelites and then we got this Passover which at my church they are honoring the Passover or, or, or you know and I want to be I, I'm, I'm fascinated by the Passover again as I said earlier what if we're right? What if we're right? I said, what if we're right? If we are a people of the Bible, that's going to explain a lot of things. Because we find ourselves in America on the bottom of every single aspect of life. If there's communication with so-called white people, who we love, ain't no hate on this show, this ain't about no hate, we're past that. This ain't even about anger per se. We're moving past that. We're trying to understand why are we in America in the first place and why our people is at the bottom. Now, I do believe that 
the father have been behind his northern army that he sent. He prophesied they would come. And I think Satan gave them tools to break down not just the Israelites, but really the planet. Folks, we talk about this in great detail on this broadcast. If you're new to the Fossils on there, we talk about this a lot. If you want to know more details, we'll be getting into heavier scriptures on how we are the Israelites or even who the people are that's ruling over us. Google Fossil Stone Blog Talk Radio Hebrew Israelites. We can't get into this deep because we are supposed to, on this day, the next seven days, talk about the Passover. We've done that. We're going to continue to do it on this show. So we're in line with the scriptures. But we're only going to be able to talk a little bit about how we know we are the people of that book and why it matters to you and yours today. But the Kenwin Casper has joined me from Texas, and um, we're just going to share from our hearts things we know for sure about how we know we're the people of the book, and you've heard us already talk about this Passover. So again, thank you for tuning into the Five Song Network. Topics of the, uh, the title of the show tonight again, African Americans are the Israelites spoken of in Scripture. Uh, the show title again was Why Are African Americans Keeping the Feast Days This Week? Why Are They Eating Unleavened Bread All Week? How does it relate to African Americans today? What does it happen? More importantly, what does God have to say about them claiming to be Israelites? Lastly, I went on to say tonight, we talk about the miraculous passing over the Israelites by the death angels and the salvation of the Israelites and the creation of the Passover feast day or holy day. So tonight, we're also discussing African Americans are indeed one of the lost tribes of Israel. That was our show description. So and I just say this because we're getting people in all the time, Brother Kenwin. I know I'm repeating myself, but we're getting people in all the time. So, Brother Kenwin, we hit the Passover already. What? Why do you believe we are the people of the Bible? Actually, let me do this, and then I want you to be thinking about this. Why do you believe we're the Israelites? And I want you to go for about three, four minutes. But before you do that, I want to share quickly... Uh, something I have written down here for the people why I believe it's important folks this revelation if we are indeed accurate again I've been to 24 countries I've sat down with Israelites I've sat down with the Jews I've sat down with white Jews see what considers of Jews black Jews white Jews and we've discussed this and I promise you I'm, I'm over 60 years old I cannot find the Jewish history that the most common knowledge, what everybody called Jewish history, the Holocaust and all that, I can't find the scriptures. I can't find anything that so-called Jewish people have went through that's scriptural-based. 
Yes, they became a nation, but they didn't come a nation the scripture way. I mean, I'm, I'm being very serious. The Bible didn't just say you're going to become a nation. It's certainly you're going to have to become a nation. The Father's going to make it happen. Y'all know what happened. So here's why it's important that the the world know who the true Israelites are. The most high look like he's picking on so-called black people, especially African Americans. So what this revelation does, it makes it put the rawness on us that need to be. Because if we're getting a spanking, as Brother Kim was saying, if this is all the Most High doing, then it makes sense why we were still in slave ships. He said in Leviticus 26 that we would have it seven times harder. And that's about what we have it. He said your houses would be led by women, and our houses are. Most of these scriptures are Leviticus 28. I'm sorry, Deuteronomy 28. And Leviticus 26. But really the prophets are constantly talking about the state of Israel, how it's going to be throughout the whole Bible, especially the Old Testament. So it's important the Israelites know that they are the Israelites to understand their pain. Their pain will actually encourage them like it did me to claim jewelry or to be an Israelite. And to understand that I belong to the Father as a genetic, I'm talking about genetically speaking. I'm Israel. I've been called to, number one, repent, unlearn the ways of the heathen, learn his way, and help convert the nations back to him. My pain is love. It's almost like when you get a whipping, Brother Kenwin, by your family, by your parents. If you don't know why, Brother Kenwin, you're getting this spanking from your mother or your father, because back in the day we got spanking, it would be almost abuse. It would be abuse to the child if they don't know. And that's where a lot of our people are at. They're going through a lot of things that they don't have to go through. I'm talking about they're doing... Right, they're keeping the laws of the land. They're getting along with their neighbors. For the most part, I'm talking about African Americans. But keep in mind, this is also about people scattered out the four corners going through the same thing. But I'm in America, so we're going to focus on African Americans. But these people are decent people. Like Louis Farrakhan once said, the only harm they do pretty much is to each other. If you can get past these little, not little, but these crimes we do to each other, we're pretty decent people, but we suffer seven times harder than any other nation. If you don't know about this revelation, it's looking like the Father's just picking on us. Another reason it's important is there's this anger and frustration we have to each other that sometimes translate into crimes 
against each other because of low self-esteem. When we see how bad we have it and we just can't seem to come together, other nations come here, build up shop, and just grow, and then there is this disrespect, especially from our women towards the men because they're, I think, deep in their heart they're saying, why come you can't be like the other men? There's an anger we have until you understand why we're going through. When our women see clearly why we're in this state as a nation, they have the patience and they have the love and they have the hope that the Father is going to keep his word and redeem his people. I've seen it. Our women and our men have to know this revelation to understand the anger and frustration we have as a people. And just so y'all know, I'm spelling Yahweh. I'm spelling the name Yahweh. I know some of y'all call God Yahoo and all this, but I'm talking about his name Yahweh. Y-A-H-W-E-H. That's what I'm spelling. Yah, the Y represent. Yahweh seemed like he picking on us without this revelation. Now I'm going to A. There's an anger we have. Oh, my goodness. We'll never be able to understand that anger until you understand uh, 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 why we're going through what we're going through. You can't get away from the anger is what I'm trying to say. You can't help but to be frustrated especially if you're African-American. But even outsiders looking at us, they'll understand us better when they see that they're just fulfilling prophecy. They're not stupid. They're not dumb. They're not crazy. The Father said they would not be able to come together. That's the scripture. It says you will not be able to come together because you are Israel. You're my firstborn. He is going to make sure that we're not come together while we're operating under the curse. But I believe the time it's over. We served that curse. But we can't. We do look back at our past and was not able to build, and, and that creates frustration with us today because there's no wealth. And all I'm saying is with this revelation, we can understand why we haven't been able to in the past to do it. So we're spelling Yahweh, Y-A-H, hindrance. No longer should we see the white man as the culprit. Because if we see him doing all this stuff to us and the Father has nothing to do with it, that make him Superman, that make him bigger than what he is, that's feeding into white supremacy. That's worship, brothers and sisters, even though it's negative. Worship can be negative or positive. If you think somebody is worse than what they are, more evil than what they are, that's a form of worship too. People think worship is only saying something good about somebody. Oh, Father, you're good. No, no. When you putting something on people that they didn't do, can't do, that's a form of worship. So we no longer see white people as our hindrance. Our hindrance have been our rebellion and our ignorance of self. Because once we get knowledge of self and we obey the Most High, nobody, nothing can stop Israel. Believe that. That's the Bible. Because we're his people. Now, I know that since Christ has come, like Brother Kenwin was saying, there's no color in Christ. 
I understand that. And the Bible goes on to say there's neither Jew nor Greek. I understand my Bible. But I'm talking about in terms of understanding why we're going through what we're going through. It will lift this self-hate we have. It will address this self-hate we have. It will make us not look like we're just stupid, dumb, can't come together once we understand we've been operating under a curse. That's over. I say that's over. Meaning the the most high is no longer behind this northern nation. But we have to renew our minds to the where we're at now because some of our minds and our foreparents that are still around, there's an old mindset, a slavery mindset that, that residue is still on us. Yes, it is. But I don't believe the Father no longer is, is behind the northern nation, behind these years. I don't believe that. But I do think there was a time. Israel was supposed to fulfill prophecy. So, y'all, we talk about this to death. Y'all have got to tune into some of the shows where we get into the more weightier matters. Because let me just say this, and Brother Ken, when I'm coming to you. All Christ right. have come. Christ had came when the slave ships came. When the slave ships came and got us, Christ had already died, and we was already in uh, those that trust and believe could be put in, but still those slave ships came because the Father prophesied to Israel, this is something you got to go through. So those of you that say, well, no, this matters, you know, no, 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 no. If, if we was in Christ and the Father, you know, don't see our sins and all that, I don't think those slave ships would have came. Those slave ships came because we are marked people. And he says certain things are going to happen to Israel. And if it doesn't matter no more that we Israelites are bloodline Israelites according to the flesh, why does it talk about in the book of Revelations, the 144,000 being from the tribe of Israel? All 12 are represented. 12 times 12 is 144. This is not talking about the spiritual Jew. This is talking about natural Israel. He's going to do a work with natural Israel. He have an everlasting covenant with Israel. Now, I do believe those natural Jews are going to also have their heart circumcised, which means once the heart is changed, you become what they call a spiritual Jew. So I do believe the natural bloodline Israel, people born literally according to, the, to, their, to their blood type, to, I'm talking about DNA, I do think the Father is going to work with natural Israel whose hearts have been changed, which makes them also spiritual Jews. But prophecies has to be fulfilled, whether in Christ or out of Christ, according to, to the, uh, as far as to the Israelites. Now, I can't say that about the Gentiles. So, we're spelling Yahweh, Y-A-H, hindrance. White people is no longer our hindrance. We, with this revelation of us being Israelites, whites are no longer our hindrance to anything we need. Once we understand who we are and we obey the Most High. But even if we didn't obey the Most High, which I strongly recommend we do, we still can understand that he said he would use them. He would use them. And that's in Joel 2. He's talking about this nation that's going to wreak havoc. If I can talk tonight. 
wreak havoc. <laughs> y'all, let me tell y'all what I'm doing. So I'm talking to y'all, and I got this this ear earpiece where I can hear myself. And so I, I have a hard time saying things. That's why I'm stumbling so much because I'm doing something new tonight. But definitely reach havoc upon the earth, okay? So let's move right along. Y-A-H, again, H stands for hindrance. These white people, so-called white people, is not our problem. Our disobedience, our lack of self, lack of knowledge is our problem. W, the next letter is W. The word of God is contradicting itself. This is major. The word of Yah is contradicting itself. Yes, it is. If you put those people in Israel today in prophecy, you're going to have problems. That's why end-time prophets, people don't listen to them that much no more because they don't make sense because they're putting the people in Israel, those so-called white Jews, no disrespect, but they're trying to fill prophecy and fill the scripture with them, and they are not those people. The Bible talks about Israel being a people, a great speckled bird, meaning different colors, different types, because the Father scattered them out four corners, and those people that enslaved them when they went to the four corners are all types of people. So if the earth is ninety over 90% people of color, and the Israelites been scattered in that earth and enslaved in the four corners by the people of that earth, then 90% of Israel, you would think, Israelites, you would think, would be people of color because they're going to be mixed with pretty much people of color. I know I made some sense when I said that. Let me say it again. If the earth is over 90% people of color, and on this earth, the Father scattered his people through the four corners. That means they're going to be enslaved pretty much by 90% of this non-white people. Why is Israel really white? Houston, we got a problem. Revelations 2 and 9, Behold, I know those who say they are Jews and are not, but of the synagogue of Satan. Revelation 3 and 9, Behold, I will come and make them worship at thy feet. And know that I have loved thee, those who say they are Jews, but of the synagogue of Satan. Father knows what's going on. The word will contradict itself. We're spelling Yahweh. Y-A-H-W-E. Every time I think about this, though, you know, I'm talking all fast, but, you know, this is really something. <laughs> so, E. In the East, there's a big conflict. The whole world know about this. The Gaza Strip, and they are, sometimes there's peace in the earth, seem like, and there's always fighting with the, with the Gaza Strip, which is only like a mile wide, and, and I think it's like two or three miles long. It's just a little patch of land, and they always fight. Well, that Middle Eastern, that Eastern conflict would be resolved if the world knew disinformation about so-called African-Americans and others being Israel. It would be embarrassing to be over there fighting. If just the whole world, if the, all the media went on right now and just said who the true Jews are and, and where they are, and they, the world would see that they're vastly people of color. And so how would you look fighting over something and 
the word gets out that it's neither one of y'all's. Palestine don't belong to the Palestinians. Israel don't belong to the so-called Israelis. They're scattered. The Father called you, you guys to occupy this area while they're scattered. It's neither one of y'all. That was Saul. The biggest conflict probably in our world. That's what E stands for. East. Last letter H. Don't take it for granted. This one. Ha ha ha. The Bible talks about how the nations of the earth mocked Israel, saying, Ha ha ha. But with this revelation, these nations kind of like I was just saying, will recognize, oh my goodness, African-Americans aren't the niggas we thought, aren't the stupid we thought, aren't the disorganized people we thought, not just them, but the people in the Ashanti people going to the same, in South Africa, going to the same. In India, there is India's lowest people, I believe, are the Israelites. They're in China. They're everywhere. They're scattered at the four corners. Once the world begins to know who we are, they will do to us what they're doing to the so-called Jews today. They fear them because they're the people of God, and they always throwing money at them and support at them. And the, the Jews over there is pissing off a lot of people. A lot of them hate them, but a lot of people love them and have supported them and want to support them because they know that the Scripture says, those that bless you, I will bless, and those that curse you, I will curse. So there will be no more ha-ha-ha. Again, we're spelling Yahweh, Y-A-H-W-E-H. There will be no more ha-ha-ha, laughing at us, as the Bible says that they will say. Again, scriptures literally say they will say ha-ha. Well, they won't say that. They'll say, oh, my God, Israel. And they're going to do, brothers and sisters, you got to believe the scripture. It's already happening. How about that? It's already happened. I've seen, I've seen with my own eyes, not just whites, but people of other, uh, uh, even Israelites, them, is, Israelis themselves, saying, "You're the people of the Bible." I can think of this one uh, video on YouTube, and it's very popular. They ain't pulled it because YouTube sometimes. I don't know if it's the government of YouTube, but sometimes they pull these videos. But this gentleman is saying, "I'm here. I'm a so-called Jew." And I've been a part of a lie. God is my witness, brothers and sisters. He say, African Americans, you are Israel. And you should return back to the land to salvage us. Save us. Kid you not. So, no, we will not be mocked by the nations. We will be reverenced by the nations. It's already happening. Brothers and sisters, the most high is my witness. We can't talk about everything on this show. The show, again, is celebration of the Passover first, and then to talk about somewhat how we are, the Israelites and some prophecies that surround us. Okay? So there you have it. Y-A-H-W-E-H. Brother Kenwin, anything? All right, all right. I want to start off by saying uh, there's a lot of confusion uh, dealing with uh, um, 
I want to start off by saying that I uh, I've come as I studied. I'm still learning too. I just got to say that also that I, I don't refer to white people as if they're Esau, if they're aware of a lot of Hebrew Israelites standing on the corners and saying this and that. I'm, I don't necessarily subscribe that uh, white people are Edomites. <clears throat> However, <clears throat> I do associate Edomites or Esau with white supremacy. Uh, and uh, I want to start off by saying that I, I uh, it's been a while since I've been on the show, but I want to kind of also let Brother Steph know that I've been uh, uh, getting into Paul and, and trying to listen real, real hard on what Paul is uh, saying and what he's uh, trying to uh, accomplish or did accomplish. And uh, I want to say that uh, they are a new creature. Um, they believe in our Christ and our God by our words. They have never met them or understand anything about us. And they are a total new creature. Um, and in some sense, by them naturally doing what's right, Paul said, uh, don't take me I, I can't quote him word for word, but he was saying some to the effect that uh, they're circums- they're, they, they can be circumcised by their faith. They're doing what right with things that we're supposed to be doing, you know, by the letter. Absolutely. And they was naturally uh, doing what's right, okay? And so they're a total new creature, and uh, they're, they're a fully, solely, on faith, on the spiritual aspect uh, of believing into our God. But I do believe they're from the tribes of Japheth, okay? And uh, and I believe that's associated with Esau. Esau is a, is a figure in the scriptures. That's the end of the world. Um, if you subscribe to them being the Arabs or Caucasian, I, I just think Somewhere up the top of the pyramid, um, we talked about uh, Wall Street or whatever. Somewhere up very up high is Edomite, <laughs> okay? But when I look at school teachers, bus drivers, uh, uh, just people uh, just in our neighborhood, I, I just think that's having it rough just as being uh, raising up their families, going through the ills of living in America like me to see that they are uh, Edomite. To me, in my opinion, I just want to say this real quick. They should, take time. This should be their heaven. This should be their heaven right here, right? This the Edomites, uh, this ought to be their heaven. They should not be our garbage men, right? They should be super rich right now, <laughs> right? Because... Uh, they chose a path. The Edomites in our scriptures chose a path that would be at odds against our God. And uh, I, I really do think they're behind the almighty dollar because uh, that's what's prophesied of Edom. He would be a man of war. Uh, he will live by the sword. Also, he would be very rich. And I just can't see that being uh, our school system, our teacher system. 
barely get by or soccer moms or, you know, people uh, just in our churches, you know. Uh, so, I mean, I, my, my whole point I'm saying is that uh, we're doing a little bit of injustice of a lot of us Israelites uh, by wrapping y'all all into the same pot. Okay. Now, now that I said that and got that out the way, um, I've, I've been studying on Paul, and I understand that you're a very new creature talking to my Caucasian uh, brothers in Christ, and sisters in Christ out there uh, that's tuning in. That, uh, yes, yes, you are you are waking up as we are waking up. We're all waking up to understand that the people that they grew up around are always uh Learn the black history, too, that they are literally the people of our scripture. When you look at our history and you apply it to the, this book of truth that we call the Bible and prophesy, it, a light bulb is going to turn on into your mind. We are a people who are scattered across this world, uh, and we are subjugated, uh, discriminated, and systemic racism. Um, past and present, you know, and uh, uh, you witness great uh, people uh, trying to get us out of the situation and perishing. And no one could buy us. No one could get this get us out of it except Christ. And and by learning this history, that yes, African Americans are Israelites. Okay, and there's different shades of us. And uh, there's a wide diaspora, diaspora of us all throughout the world. And uh, some of us, well, are very Caucasian in appearance, in appearance, uh, maybe passable, maybe, who knows, maybe are Caucasian. I, I, I don't know how to view that because we can get so light. Um, so because of that, Paul decided to not get into genealogy uh, and focus as a new creature, focus on, and so spiritually, we were talking about spiritual Jews. Uh, if you do not know, if you your descendant was an African-American or not, um, you probably just walking on faith, right, as that new creature. And I think that's what Paul encountered. On his on his missionary trips, uh, they don't know their origin themselves, right? Their their genealogies themselves. But upon faith, if you just let that guide you, maybe that alone is all you need, right? At the end of the day, and uh, um, for us, you can see we're walking in the in the curtain. Um, you see us gang banging. Uh, doing drugs, uh, everything else it does around this world. It's not just America, but South America, uh, all through the islands, uh, all of Europe, all of that. You can see us. We're all at the bottom. Saying, well, go, go ahead. Jump on. Well, jump let on me say this. Place. I think you're right. Just to hop in, hop right back out. I think you're right. But I feel like this, Brother Kenwin. The father's no longer behind the northern army. And, folks, I keep saying the word northern army because 
over 20 times in the scripture, the Father talks about how he was going to move on a nation, uh, and they was going to gather captivity as the saying. Joel 2 talks about it. As a matter of fact, when the Holy Spirit was poured out upon the disciples, those that went in tarried in the upper room, it says also at that same time there was going to come this nation. This is why I don't believe there's white people in the New Testament as a nation because the Father talks about this nation that was going to form, and it's not, there has never been a nation like them for many generations. It says there won't be another nation like them. It says that there, it says there's never been a nation like them ever. And then it goes on to say that it won't be another nation like them for many generations. So there was a nation that came upon the earth when Joel was talking about the Holy Spirit being released. There's a nation that was forming, uh, that was coming. So it was already formed. Listen, brothers and sisters, a lot of people miss this because they read so much about the Holy Ghost being poured out, Joel 2 talks about, but it talks about this nation. And maybe we'll read that. It says, there's never been a nation like them. And there will not be another nation like them for many generations. I believe the nations that Brother Kenwin just was talking about, these so-called whites, they are the nations that was to come after. It says one more time, Joel 2, when he poured out his spirit on the saints, it talks about a nation that was coming, and there's never been a nation like them. you got to think about this scripture. There's thousands of years of people and nations and then it says, there's going to come a nation. There has never been like them. And it says, there will not be another nation like them for many generations. I think we are dealing with those people that was not to come for many more generations. But the big thing is, like I said in my earlier, they're not our hindrance. Our hindrance is our rebellion. Even white supremacy, it's not our hindrance. It's a tool used of the enemy to hinder us. But because of our foreparents' rebellion, when we stop walking in rebellion, Submit to the Most High. The Bible kicks in and it says the Word kicks in, the prophets kick in. It says we're blessed. It says He will fight with us. Israelite or Jew. Um, excuse me, Israelite or Gentile. So I don't think we just continually walk in the curses, curses, curses when we walk in obedience. What kind of God would do that? We're walking in obedience and we're still... I think our nation may not come together. We may suffer that. Like Christ, he went through that. All that power we had and this nation hadn't come together. So you may suffer that, but no, you can be healed. You can be delivered. 
You can have knowledge and information. Those gifts of the spirits can operate in you when and if you submit to the Most High. Jew or Gentile, Israelite or Gentile. What is happening is we serve our sentence as a nation. But because a lot of our people don't know what I just said and they are still walking in rebellion and ignorance, they are doing all those things Brother Kenwin just said. And it's not going to change until they get knowledge itself and they repent, unlearn some things, and learn the ways of the Most High. Then the Bible, the Scriptures promise us that the Father would fight for us individually, one household at a time. And when Israel turned to him as a nation, then our nation will be restored. The Bible talks about him working with a remnant. So just know, brothers and sisters, this is not a permanent thing if we're obedient and if we get his knowledge. Brother Kenwin, I just have to jump in there. Please finish. Okay. Uh, uh, please continue to jump in and out, man. I'm a little rusty. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I, I'm uh, but, uh, as far as, you know, being on blog talk, just kind of freestyling, just open my heart up to the show here. But uh, I want to get into why I believe, personally believe, that we're Israel. Um, I, before I yes. came to the understanding that we're Israel, I was already a believer, okay, in Christ. I was already uh, not sure or not fit in the grand scheme of things. I didn't know anything, but I just believed that, uh, believed in Christ and having him in my heart that I was going to be saved. Um, and that's pretty much the only thing I really just knew, knew, you know, um, on the scriptures, is that I had to focus zero in on Christ. Uh, and die like that, live my life, and and pass on with that understanding. Absolutely. Um, and 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 because I zeroed in on Christ so hard, that there's a lot of scriptures talking about a lot of different things that I just wasn't aware of, or just the light bulb did not go off. And I and I believe a lot of people share that same thing. Um, but. There's all prophecies dealing uh, with our scriptures, and you match them up with with African American and their plight, and uh, and you just kind of look around the world. Where are they? They are scattered across the world. Christ warned the people, right? When when Rome surround Israel, that the desolation is not. All right. They're going to get scattered across the world. And so that's what we all know, right? But when you look at the curses of Deuteronomy, the things that they are going to go through as they be scattered across the world, uh, and you see our plight and our story, and you, 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 you just compare it side by side to the ones who are living in Israel right now, claiming to be... Uh, Jews, and you know, I, I for the record, I just gotta. I want to be totally honest, okay? Because I don't know what's in, in everybody's blood, blood and veins. Uh, I don't know. I want to read a scripture, if I may, uh, Brother Bill. 
to, to get into my point when talking about, you know, identities and things You're like that. You're doing great, brother. Go right ahead. Okay, I want to, I want to, I want to turn to uh, Hosea, the book of Hosea, um, I believe it's chapter 7 and 6, is it? Okay, there we go, chapter 7, and I'm going to read verse 8. Ephraim, which is the northern kingdom, he have mixed himself among the people, right? Because he scattered northern kingdom scattered. Before we were scattered, they were scattered. Ephraim is a cake not turned. It's our northern kingdom, and you know the history of the scriptures. They were already being scattered before the southern kingdom was scattered. And they're the big question mark. Nobody knows exactly where they at. If Paul ran into them, but they're a cake. That's not turned. They're dark roots, but at the top it's vanilla. It's a light skinned. It's no color there. It's still uncooked up there, right? So this there are, the Northern Kingdom is a different shade, um, and I think that's what Paul ran into. And I, I I've been kind of listening to Paul reading this stuff and. And that's some of the reasons why I said what is concerning the Jews that's in uh, Jerusalem or Israel right now. I can't tell you who they are, who, you know, who they're not. But I can say, when you sit us side by side and compare our history, uh, their history, as far as everybody is, uh, knows, um, past the Holocaust, you got them in the and uh, history in Europe, uh, going through some things there before Germany. Um, but Germany, that situation there is pretty much their highlight, okay? Um, and and that was five years of torment. And, uh, and, and actually, they, they made it kind of like a, like it's all about them. But if you... If you go into your history books and look into it, uh, six billion people died. But out of that six billion, there was lots, lots of people of different backgrounds that died there. But it's almost like they got it copyrighted that we're only thinking about them. A lot of African Americans died there. A lot of Russian Soviet people kind of died there, too. There's a lot of homosexuals and things like that that was going on, and people from all types of uh, nationalities was occupying in this area. Yes. If I may, I think something we forgot, and you can hop right back in. Again, I appreciate you doing, uh, helping us out tonight, helping me out tonight. Um, uh, Okay. Yeah, go ahead. We forgot the main scripture. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, what Brother Kenwin is saying. It said, brothers and sisters, that these blessings and curses will be upon Israel forever. This is how you tag, mock, excuse me, mark, 
this people. Listen to verse 28, I mean chapter 28, 46. And they shall be upon thee, but the blessed are the curses, and they shall be upon thee for a sign, S-I-G-N, and for a wonder upon thy seed forever. This mm. is what did it for me. Brother Ken, when it's we're just going back and forth. But Brother Ken, I was laying across the bed in Columbus, Ohio. And I kept saying, I didn't want to make us Jews, but I heard somebody say, we them Jews, and of course I, I rebuked them in my mind. Because I knew the scriptures that I kept saying, we're not no Jews. But, and, but when I would see and hear how they feel, how they talk, things that happen to them, I kept saying, man, we just like them, but we not them, of course. But we sure like them. They was always looking for a king. They want a, a leader. That's what black people do, so-called African-Americans. White people don't yeah. look for a leader. Indians ain't looking for no leader. Australians ain't looking for no leader. Chinese ain't looking for no leader. No people look for a leader to lead them. I said, man, we just like those Jews. And I would hear something else. How their houses was led by women. I say, our houses were led by women. But we ain't the Jews. Because I was raised in Pentecost, and I, I wasn't about to start talking about we no Jews. But I kept saying we just like them. But I was laying across that bed with the king went, and I ran across Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. When the man said, and these things are going to be upon thee for a sign. A sign identifies. And a wonder. The father does nothing without amazement and wonder. For a sign and a wonder. But this was a killer. And upon thy seed forever, I think it was 1991 when I saw that. And I knew that 1991 was included in forever. I said, we're Israelites. This is over. I didn't need nobody to talk to me. I didn't need no pastor. I didn't need no, I didn't need to go to Israel. I, I just knew it. I got up from the bed, ran downstairs, and told my, told Arlene, Arlene, we the people of the Bible. She said, "What do you mean?" I said, "We're the Jews. We're Jews." She said, "Why? Why are you saying that?" I said, "Moses said that wherever they go, this is going to be up on them. We're living out everything the Jews live out because we are the Jews." Bro, I didn't need nobody to talk to me. Now, I got a lot of people to second the motion, so when I talk to people, I can say, this person said it, this celebrity said it, you know. And then I went to Israel to further get ammunition to help my brothers and sisters to believe, but it only took for me. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. Brother Kim, what do you think of that? No, yes, yes. It's, it's, it's definitely in my mind. Um, I, I got a testimony on that. Um, that that was the spark. Uh, I believe that God communicated with me through the clouds. Um, I, I'm a trucker by trade, and I was a 
truck driving and uh, listened to the Israelites on YouTube, you know, and they was going into Deuteronomy and breaking it down uh, black history and associated with the prophecy. And as they was breaking it down, the clouds formed the shape of a man uh, with a microphone. And uh, uh, I was outside of my truck pumping fuel, and I had the radio up on high so I could still hear what they're preaching and talking uh, as I was pumping fuel. And when I looked up in the sky, you know, and that that happened to me. And I, I took that as a sign and kind of ran with it. Um, but, yeah, that. That did it. That Deuteronomy you just read, along with some more. Well, all of Deuteronomy. Um, that's a Absolutely. powerful book. Absolutely powerful book. And uh, yeah, that that did it for me, brother. Um, hey. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, brother. No, you go ahead. Okay, I just I just want to say that this. Uh, uh, we all have our. Uh, ancestors, our, our grandmothers who could tell us about how life was when they were younger or stories that trickled, trickled down throughout the years. Uh, and I was associating a lot of Deuteronomy on what I hear about uh, my ancestor, Walter Castleberry, uh, who was, uh, was born in 18, uh, 1880 uh, after the Civil War. And uh, he was biracial, uh, and uh, he was a very mean man, uh, born a slave. Well, they wasn't slaves. They was indigenous or whatever, well, sharecroppers. But it was still slavery, and it was very, life was rough and hard. And uh, uh, the things that he went through, uh, just Deuteronomy, all of the things that Deuteronomy was coming, I could see it so clearly. Uh, and I had never heard it like that before. Go, go ahead. Well, let's let's talk Step about on. let's talk about it for time's sake. Excuse me for butting in there, but let's talk about Deuteronomy real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna roll through because y'all heard us talking about Deuteronomy, Leviticus twenty-six. So, Leviticus twenty-six, I don't quote it that often, but it's powerful. It's talking about again the life, everyday life of African Americans. But the thing I take away from Deuteronomy, I mean uh, Leviticus twenty-six, is where it talks about we have it seven times harder. Because somebody may say, well, everybody got it hard, but whoever the Israelites are, they're going to have it seven times harder. But some of the verses that stand out in Deuteronomy 28, hmm. I remember I used to see, let me say this before I get into that. There are scriptures in Deuteronomy 28 that some of you are going to say, that don't relate to me. But remember, when you read Deuteronomy 28, you got to think about yourself connected with a nation. You don't look at Deuteronomy 28 looking at just yourself and saying, well, I don't have a a, a donkey or a mule or an ass. It says your ass, right. sh- it says your ass shall be violently taken away. But it's talking about your ass as in donkey. Your mule shall be violently taken away. And some of y'all going to say, like I said, well, wait a minute. This don't relate to me. But actually, you're part of a people. And some of you are going to say, well, even my people, I don't know nobody's got no mule. Folks, you got to look at yourself in like 400 years at a time. So look at Af- look at the so-called white man for 400 years. Look at the so-called Indian for 400 years. Look at different people on the planet and do it because it talks about 400 years of this. And see who have went through this. Look at 
any and every group of people on the earth 400 years at a time. Because there are nations. You are connected, African American. You may not want to be. So if you look at it like that, our mule was violently taken away, which was your business. Because back in the day, the muse was the business. So today, yeah. your businesses are violently taken away through different laws. And so this is what I mean by re-Deuteronomy as a nation. Now, let's go. Mm-hmm. So if we look at it, it talks about... Um, you have wives, verse 30. I'm just going to scriptures that I like. But all of it is going to relate to us. Oh, yeah. Thou shalt betroth a wife, and another man shall lie with her. So as a nation, these men are going to have women. But another nation is going to come and take your woman. Let the Jews... In Israel, ever go through that? Holocaust don't talk much about that happening to them. It happened to so-called African-Americans so much that we're not the color of the place they took us. To see a light-skinned, light-skinned black person is a related slavery. If I may, if I may, Brother Self. And that's what, what makes this conversation we're having so kind of potent, uh, you know, uh, very potent is because the very audience, a lot of our audience, not all of them, a lot of our audience that listening, they know our history just as well as we do. So they know exactly where we're coming from when we're saying it because they, they you know, the, the, you know, the, 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 a lot of the, they know our history just as much. Just as good as we do. Uh, in fact, they probably even know some things that were done then that we're not even aware of, you know. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go ahead, bro. I just want to jump in and say that. Yeah. Go ahead. But this whole chapter, 1 through 15, is the blessings. And for the record, nobody, no nation can claim the blessings of Deuteronomy one fifteen, which is why we don't talk about it. No nation can say we give. And never borrow. No nation can say with a head and not to tell. The blessings of Deuteronomy 28, no nation can claim that. So that's why we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But 15 through 68, oh my goodness. Folks, we wear them like a slipper. I've been to Israel. I'm not lying to y'all. I've talked to rabbis. You need to hear what they say to us when we talk like this. You're thinking they're going to say, well, I, uh, no, no. Thy sons and daughters, verse 32, shall be given to another people. And thine eyes shall look and fail with longing with them all the day long, and there shall be no might in thine hand. If that ain't portrayed on the movie's roots, I don't know what's what the. Again, did your nation go through this in the last 400 years? Whoever went through this, they are Israel. Yes, yes, yes. 
And, uh, Verse 36. It, go ahead, Bucky. Okay, I, I, before you go, I just want to say, I want to remind everybody, because this is just so powerful what he's about to read. And so uh, I just want to remind everybody that it's a sign. The same people who got the yoke of iron on the necks, they're the same ones whose wife was, uh, uh, who someone slept with their wives and got the donkey took. It's these, all these things are happening. Like everybody has something rough, but everything got to be correspond to the letter as the book. And that's what makes what he's about to read so powerful. Go ahead, folks. Folks, listen, it's crazy. All these verses, I'm just skipping around to some that just, I'm reminded of one that said, the song, the the, the male, male among you, let me find it. I see, it's so many. But it talks about it, the how your men will not father their children. But it talks, it says your good men. Would not father their children. But it goes on to say because of something called the S-I-E-G-E, siege. Now, brothers and sisters, that's verse 52. Here we go. Is that? Is that the verse? No, that, that's not it. But I'm going to find it here. But it, uh, here it is. Here it is. Verse 55. So that, it says, so that, verse 54, so that the man that is tender among you and very delicate, that's a good thing. It's not sounding like effeminate. It's talking about he's a good man. His eye shall be evil towards his brother. This is a delicate man. This is a good man. His eye shall be evil towards his brother and toward the wife. Of his bosom toward the remnant of his children, which he shall leave. Check this out what he's going to do. 55. So that he will not give to any of them of the flesh of his children whom he shall eat. Now, some people actually thought that means he's going to be eaten, like chewing up. I can show you the how it's using the same word eat, and it just means take what's theirs. That's all it means. Don't mean eat the children. So that he, one more time, verse 55, Deuteronomy 28, verse 55. And again, I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Five Who Stone Network tonight. Again, we're talking about the Passover. We talked about the Passover. Now we're talking about the, in the second half about African Americans are Israelites spoken of in Scripture. So this show is twofold, Celebration of the Passover, which we've hit that hard earlier, and now we're talking about why African Americans are claiming to be Israelites with Scripture proof. If anybody want to get in, press, press 1 on the phone lines. I'm not going to come to the phone lines unless you press 1. Okay, all right. Because um, I don't know if you are, are occupied, if your co-host is, that's for the co-host. I don't know if you are uh, preoccupied or not, so if you want to comment, press 1. Verse 55, one more time. So that he would not give to any of them of the flesh of his children whom he shall eat. And this is going to tell you that it's not eating like you think. Because he hath nothing left him in the siege. 
That's a battle. And that's what's happening with our men because of the system driving them out, pushing them out, anti-male uh, society we live in, our women and men beefing, and the man is pushed out as a siege. Siege, S-I-E-G, means battle. Look it up. One more time, verse 55. So that he would not give to any of them of the flesh of his children, whom he shall eat or take what's there, because he has nothing left him in the siege and in the straight with the straightness wherewith thine enemies shall distress thee in all thy gates. That's talking about that siege. So one more time, listen to that. Talking about the father, the good men among you, so that he will not give to any of them of the flesh of his children whom he shall eat, because he has nothing left him in the siege, and in the straightness wherewith thine enemies shall destroy thee in all thy gates. All thy gates mean in every area of life. You have to re understand this is all communication. It don't sound like us today. Now listen to the women. Is this not our women? Verse 56. The tender and delicate woman among you. And when we say tender and delicate, I'm telling you all, this just means it's, it means the best women. Which would not adventure to set the sole of her feet upon the ground for delicateness and tenderness. She's taken care of. Her eyes shall be evil towards the husband of her bosom, towards her son, and towards her daughter. Watch this. Verse 57. And he said, evil, you're thinking like they're going to kill him. No, evil just means she's not doing right by him. 57. And towards her young one that cometh from between her feet, and toward her children which she shall bear. For she shall eat them for one of all things secretly in the siege and straightness wherewith thine enemy shall distress thee in all thy gates. Again, can you see that's not eating mean chewing up her arm, chewing up your kid's arm. It's saying she's going to take what's theirs. One more time, verse 57. Come at the woman. In this nation of Israel, when they're walking this curse. And towards her young one that coming from her feet, and towards her children which she shall bear, for she shall eat them for one of all things secretly. Now, if she wants all things, why is she going to chew up her children? So, folks, eat don't mean it. Y'all just got to understand that. There's other scriptures where it talks about eat has nothing to do. You, you will see it clearly. Just, just trust me on this one. For she shall eat them for one of all things secretly in the siege there is something going on with her people. It's a fight and the straightness. Where, but it tells you what's happening here at the end. Wherewith thine enemy shall distress in all thy gates on all areas of life. Listen to this, folks. Verse 37. I'm jumping around. And thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, a byword among all nations. Well, the Lord shall lead thee. So wherever the fathers scatter these people, the nations that they come to serve is going to call them a proverb, a byword. They're going to be in astonishment. And that is exactly what we are experiencing here in America. There's proverbs. Here's one proverb. If you want to hide some, put it in a book. 
You know, it's all kind of little sayings about so-called African Americans. Brother Ken, what do you think of that one? No, powerful, brother. Um, it just connects so well. Um, these are the very things he's reading and the details that he's uh, that brother self is bringing out. Um, they got so many different dimensions to it um, that we probably couldn't fit all this one show. But uh, to bring it all home, uh, I want to say that Christ, Christ, and what He's done to us, circumcising our hearts. But these was done. This was done to us, and it reminds us of Egypt, and we in the Americas, and it's what makes us Israel. Either I mean, I, you're talking, you're listening to someone who definitely believes this wholeheartedly. Um, I fell in love with this book all over again, and uh, it's like a history book. What stuff is bringing out is history um, that has passed, and it is still kind of in our minds now. With that being said, that pain, that that suffering of our ancestors that went through that um, directly, uh, it's still on us. It's haunting us. They don't want to let us go. Um, and uh, we're, we're dealing with that, and we're we're gonna, gonna I think we're gonna overcome, or it may just take Christ to heal us. It may just take that, but um, nevertheless. Nevertheless, I want to bring it back home to Passover, um, and 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 associate this new creature. I really want to hear Brother Self talk about that new creature. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, I've been kind of into that real lately here lately, and uh, and and what it means to be a, a believer in Christ and walking in Christ and understand that we're Israel. That's very very uh, important. Um, and I, I do pray for a happy ending for all people because um, I don't want Satan to win not one soul. Wow. Uh, and so when when I say it like that, there's uh, there's love there, right? Um, yes. Love that, I hear it. that's kind of hidden, hidden, and it's down deep because on the top layer you feel you see my frustration and pain. But deep down, I don't want Satan to win that one soul. Absolutely. Uh, the the fight is against him, and hell was designed for him. Absolutely. And his minions. Uh, so when you look at it in the big grand scheme of things, um, that's the that's where we need to be at. That's what it's all about, y'all. It's the uh, uh, it's the most high, and this is his plan and his methods, and he's showing us stuff. It, just speaking about Passover again, go, taking us back to Egypt, there was something that the most high wanted to see back then. Um, he's hardened Pharaoh's heart um, of the manipulation, um, how you can know the truth, but you still say the lie or their intent to, to get over someone else. Um, that, all of that, the enemies that came against us, um, we can see the most I was kind of showing us all of that and how he is the one that we need to pray for, pray to, and uh, and give him the glory, give him the victory and what he has done. He kept reminding us all throughout the scriptures and, you know, he's 
he's the one that brought us out of Egypt, okay? Uh, he's the one that, that did all these things for us, and he never wants us to Absolutely. forget about that. And I, and I think that's going to play a big part in these last days that's coming around. Because it's going to, this new covenant um, that, that's on us now is supposed to be very similar to this time in Egypt. And uh, and I think that's something for us all to, you know, look at and uh, put under a microscope all the details that went on in that time period versus this end times that we're living in. And uh, when you match those up together, uh, you'll see a people who are just lost in the sauce and getting manipulated and the three steps behind everybody, Right. And and everything they do is in vain because it's the profit, the, the 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 empire that they're living in, right? And uh, the Most High is going to bring them all that. And others, they they wasn't alone. It wasn't just Israel that walked through the water. There was others with us, okay. And I kind of see it on a huge scale this last go around, these end days. Um. And so uh, I just kind of want to throw that in there. Brother Tuff, you got anything to add to that right there? Well, I want to say this to you, Brother Kenwin. Uh, that's a lot of growth, brother. Uh, my my heart is rejoicing by the words you're sharing. That's a lot of growth from you because you have been real from the jump and you have not been playing with these people. You let us know you angry and possibly maybe a little hatred there for them because of what they've done. You're one of these people that see clearly what they are doing. And um, I think Israelites of old would agree with you. Like, I'm with Kenwin. I hate those people that rule over us. But in the scheme of things, the Father just hired the people from the north. To do the what people they did. that's not a people. <laughs> right. I will call those that are not a people. Absolutely. So if he called them and he says what they're going to do and they're doing everything they're supposed to do, there is no judgment coming to them. But the reason judgment is coming to them is because they took it too far. I don't notice some of the things white people did in slavery they were supposed to do. And for that reason, America is cursed. For that reason, America is judged. But if they would have just did what the Father had them to do, I don't know that they would be cursed right now. So if you listen to the show tonight and you call yourself white, or you listen and you have white skin, please don't hear hatred or we're going to get you or God going to get you. Nothing. Some of y'all have a powerless. You don't have nothing to do with what went down with slavery. But just know this is your foreparents, and if there is something to come of that, repent. Change your ways. And here's a new one. Bring forth fruit met for repentance. What that means is help right the wrong. Don't just repent and say, you know what, I think y'all are the Israelites. And I'm sorry my people did that. Don't do that and continue with your wealth and prestige and your white privilege. Don't do anything to right the wrong. Some of you don't have a voice. Some of you are not preachers. Some of you don't have a blog. Okay, 
still speak out in your business or on your job. Take down every white image in your house and, you, and protest it against your church. Start helping the cause, not because it's going to help black folk, because you're helping the most high. Otherwise, you're conspiring with them. Blood is going to be on your hand as I covered in my last show. But like Brother Kim would say, tonight we're talking about the Passover. That's the first part of the show, and now we're talking about, again, African Americans are Israelites, spoken of in Scripture. I want to say this. Verse 47 says the reason why these things are going to come up on Israel, all these curses, that we believe we're, the Most High is no longer using the North, the people from the North, to carry out. So he's no longer behind this nation no more. What's happening now, there's a changing of the guards. But the people of Israelites is ignorant. They still have the old mindset when the father was behind the people up from the north. And that's why they're acting like so-called niggers. That's why black-on-black crimes are all-time high, because they don't know of who they are. So I don't believe that the Father is no longer using whites. As a matter of fact, in 20, in about 40 years, it's not supposed to even be that many whites in the country, period. And here in Texas, in my area, they build so many nice new homes, white people can't live in them. So the house is just going to be empty, half a million dollar houses, or whatever y'all call nice houses. They are, they're going to be empty if white people don't live in them. So it's like they can't continue to rule. It's over. So the reason we continue to act like niggas, property of theirs, is because of an old mindset when the father was behind them. So we got to share the news of who you are. That's why this message is important. But like what Brother King would say, it's you got to take it to the next level, though. This, The reason we talk about we being Israelites is to understand how things got to where it is now, today. But we can't take this identity to the throne room of the Most High. you got to go through Christ. So, Brother said, why y'all talk so much about it? Because that's what we are. It's just that when we go to the Father, we got to go in that higher identity. We're both. We're not dead, just spirits. We're flesh and spirit. DNA, we Israelite. Spirit, well, spiritual Jews, spiritual Israel. And we're trying to get the nations to become spiritual Israel. Just like we are. And just like the DNA we are. It started with the DNA. It actually started with the spirit. It always was about the spirit. But the Father chose this nation DNA. So we have to know... Because of the things I mentioned earlier, remember I spelled out the word Yahweh? People have to know we Israel. Because the Father looked like he's picking on us. This revelation shows, no, he's not picking on y'all. He's doing the things he did to y'all in the past because you're royalty. You're a holy nation. Even when you're acting foolish, you're a nation called to a holy calling. That's why he sent y'all in Slashith, verse 68. Deuteronomy 28, verse 68. 
spelling Yahweh. One more time, quickly. You got, you got to rewind it and listen to the long version. I'm just going to do it real quick. So we wrap up the show. Spelling Yahweh, Y-A-H-W-E-H. Yahweh, Y. The reason we need this information, to those of you who say, why do you need this? It's because of what I'm about to say. Yah, Y. Yahweh looks like he's picking us. The Father looks like he's picking on us. He looks like he's against us without this revelation. With this revelation, we can see, oh, my God, they're going, getting the spanking because they're his. They're the firstborn. Amos 3 and 2, of all the nations of the earth, you have I known. I ain't known no other nation. I haven't known another nation. That's why we're suffering, or have suffered, why he was behind our suffering. Not because we ignorant, stupid, dumb. This is the knowledge we got to share with our people. The next letter, Y-A-H-W-E-H, we're spelling Yahweh. A, A stands for anger we have towards each other. You're going to be angry with each other if you don't understand we are life, because it looked like we are sub. This is what birthed white supremacy in whites and blacks. It looked like we look like we just their property. We can make these people rich, easy. We love working with them and building their empires. We love it. It's like we made to serve them so good white people. That's why I say Brother Kenwin is growing. Good white people become racist looking at us because they look like we're supposed to serve them. They can't come together. They can't work together. They love us. They, you know, hate each other. They don't have confidence in each other. So good white people looking at us say, well, I think they're supposed to serve us. They just say, I'm not going to call them a nigger and I'm not going to do this. So good white people have this paternalism racist spirit where they feel like they know what's best for us. And so they, those are the white people that die for black people. But they still ain't right because they're thinking they're like our father, our leader. They don't understand, no, they are Israel. That's why they're acting the way we're acting. Miles Monroe said it best when he said, if you don't know the purpose of a thing, you will abuse it. So good white people, this is why we think none of them are good, because they got this thing inside of them where they're looking at us intelligently, looking at us unbiasedly, looking at us, and they think we're inferior. But I'm going to tell you somebody else who think it. We think it. When we look at each other and we don't understand why we're doing misbehaving, why we can't come together, there's an anger. So we're spelling Yahweh, Y-A-H-W-E-H. A stands for anger. We'll understand why we have the anger. I no longer have the anger towards black people because I understand they're fulfilling prophecy when they're on the corners. They're fulfilling prophecy when they act out in Chicago. Even the murders, I don't like it. I hate it. I cry for it sometimes, but I understand it. They don't have self, knowledge of self. They're acting like they're supposed to act with what's in their head. I said they're acting like they're supposed to act with what's in their head. We just got to get out what's in their head. We're spelling Yahweh, Y-A-H-W-E-H-H. H stands for hindrance. With this revelation of who the true Jews are, we no longer blame white people. 
They was just hired by the Most High to carry this out. They're not. What's holding us back? What's holding us back is the rebellion of our foreparents, and we're walking in that same rebellion and lack of knowing who we are. Once we have knowledge of self, knowledge of who we are, don't have confidence in it, but turn to Christ and walk in that new identity, now we're able to be delivered and have the blessings of the Father, and now we're ready to teach the nations like we're supposed to, which is why Israel was called in the first place. So, no, white people is not our problem. They're just used. They look like they're almighty. They look like they got muscles. They have to have muscles to break us down. They have to have lies like white supremacy, the most evil thing ever communicated to people to break us down. We're spelling Yahweh, Y-A-H-W-E-H. W stands for word. The word is contradicting itself. I don't care what y'all say. You cannot put those people in Israel in Scripture and make sense out of prophecy. They're not the Jews. They're not the Israelites. They're the people that God called down from the north, these same people ruling over us. He called them down to Jerusalem as a punishment. Jeremiah 15, 15, and 15, 16 talks about how he will call, ready for this? He will call, you ready for this word? He will call all of the nations north of Israel, down to Jerusalem, and utter his judgment against his people. That means scattering them and taking over what is there. So when you go over there now, that's who's there. Yeah, the word is going to contradict itself. We're spelling Yahweh, Y-A-H-W-E-H. E, E stands for East. There's a conflict on the middle in the Middle East with the Gaza Strip. Everybody in the whole world know about it. It's, they be fighting when ain't nobody else fighting the world. Well, this revelation will break that up because the world will say to those people fighting the Gaza Strip, this land is neither one of y'all. It don't belong to you Palestinians, and it don't belong to you Israelis because Israel is in exile. They're scattered. So once the nation knows that, it's kind of embarrassing to be fighting over something that's not yours. This is why when we return, there ain't going to be no fuss because people are going to know who we are. So this revelation of who the true Jews are solves that. So don't tell me this don't have nothing to do since Christ come. You have to have this information to unlock Bible prophecies and to unlock Israel's dead minds. Of course we need this revelation. But like Brother Kim would say, there's a way to your matter. We have to go into that new identity in Christ that solves all of this. Last letter. We're spelling Yahweh, Y-A-H-W-E-H. Ha, ha, ha. The Bible talks about how the nations will say ha, ha. They will mock Israel. Well, guess what? With this revelation, these nations that have mocked African Americans, when we lost our minds and we lost our identity and we walked in rebellion, they mocked us. The Bible said when they was going to take us captive and he put us in slave ships it talks about how none of our neighbors would help well guess what with this revelation they're going to find out that them niggas in america is israel there's a fear going to come on them like it used to with their forefathers because they know that whoever blessed these people will be blessed and whoever cursed these people 
will be cursed. Let me tell you how powerful that last letter is. It's nations that give billions to Israel. Israel became a nation because of the love of the world for them, because they thought, they thought they was Israelites. They was the Jews. Can you imagine what's going to happen once they find out who are the real Jews? Now, people have come to hate them, the Arab world, the Muslim, Muslim world, because of how they, how they go into Palestine and just mistreat those people. So they, they, they got hate. But the Christian world loved them. The Islamic world hate them because they, but the Islamic world can love them if they did right. So once the revelation is household knowledge, there's going to be a love for us like you have never seen, brothers and sisters. Guess what? It's already happening. How can you argue with something that's already happening? It's people in Israel that say, we're not the Jews. African Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel. How are you going to argue with that? How are you going to argue with people in Demona that lives there and the Israelis come there and go to concerts with them and do all kinds of things with them, put them on their board, eat from their Kofu factory, is slowly letting them more and more in? How are you going to argue? People all on YouTube confessing. I'm talking about whites and Israelis saying African Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel. You cannot stop prophecy that is that has to be fulfilled. Brother Kenwin, can I get your last words? We're gonna wrap up the show. Yes, yes. Uh, I want to kind of end it with uh, Israel will be trodden down by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Um, so just like what Brother Seth was saying, things are not matching up. Uh, it should uh, turn on the light bulb in all our minds and in our hearts. And uh, yeah, we need to take another closer look at this thing and uh, and uh, hear what uh, these brothers are bringing out. Because uh, it's, it's all part of God's plan, right? And uh, we're waking up. Uh, not just Israel's waking up, but I think a lot of... Uh, Everybody that believes in Christ is, is, is dealing with this. Yeah. And uh, I, I just want to say uh, thank you, Brother Seth, for saying my growth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I got a, I got a little growth, but uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I'm still struggling with things. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't want to. I just don't want to be filled with hate. Um, don't want to be filled with hate and uh, just focused in on Christ and uh, everyone that believes honestly in Christ. And I want to have that bond. That was my motivation. Well, I think, right. right so. I think you're on the right track. I think I think you're on the right track, brother. And I'm, I, 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 if nothing else from this show tonight, I, my heart really rejoices. I'm not just saying it. I really am excited by the things you share, Brother King, with tonight. Out of all the shows we ever did, this show, with your presence, you bless me because it's all about growth. I hope I'm growing equally. Uh, I love resurrecting not just our people but the nations just like we've been called to do. I take this, this topic very serious. I take this topic very serious. I take this topic very serious. It is the reason why Israel was birthed in the first place, to have a relationship with the Father and to just mirror that relationship to the nations of the world. And not that we're perfect, nothing like that. Israel never was perfect. I know I'm not. 
but tonight I hope that people was able to to glean knowledge uh, uh, from what we shared. We didn't get a, sh- a chance to share all the scripture, brothers and sisters. You got to go and listen what the what the scriptures have to say about the priests that rule over us, the people, our children, how our children would act. Uh, uh, just, just it's so much. Uh, it describes the nation that's going to rule over us. Deuteronomy 28 is no joke. You got to read all of it. And like I say, remember if something you have a hard time relating us it to us. Remember you got to look at us 400 years at a time. If you have a hard time associating it, ask yourself this question: How does it associate with the Israelis? So just know that that was another thing that helped me. I'm like, well, hold up, this don't relate to us, but this don't relate to them either. All I'm saying, like with the mule or the donkey, our donkey, our mule, our ass was violently taken away, just like the scriptures say. Uh, but more importantly, remember, we've done about, I don't know, 20 shows on this. So Google, if you're listening and you're saying, this is very interesting, but I want more. Give me more scriptures. Google, Vosmo Stone, Blog Talk Radio, proof of biblical Hebrews or a Hebrew Israelite, and you're going to get uh, shows. Okay, go to our page. If that that right there will take you to our page, and just scroll through all 21 pages, and you can see all kinds of shows with all kinds of guests. Brother King with another on there. All right. So listen, uh, Brother Kimwood, thank you. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. Thank you very much. I appreciate you, brother. We'll be in touch. Uh, we may do another show where we're going to get more into that new man, since I know that's another interest of yours as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Shalom, shalom. All right. Shalom, shalom. Shabbat shalom, brother. Well, again, Shabbat shalom to those of you that listen to this show tonight. Shabbat shalom. We we sit there normally Shabbat, but when we have these high holy days, we also say Shabbat shalom. It's just it's just the way we're trying to greet each other, brother. We're just trying to, re- brothers and sisters, we're just trying to return to the way we used to do it in our homeland of Israel. Uh, that's all. We're just trying to say certain things in Hebrew. Don't be moved by it. Just saying greeting on the on the holy day. So if you are trying to learn these the the way, uh, in the next seven days you're going to be observing the Passover. Greet each other with Shabbat Shalom, even though it's not the Shabbat per se, the traditional Shabbat. Whenever there's a high holy day, it is a Shabbat. It is a time of peace, and I know that. For the record, some of y'all may have to be having to work. Don't get in bondage over certain parts of the festival or certain parts of the feast days. You heard uh, uh, Exodus 12, and some of you may have to work. That's just, you can't help it. And some of you may not. You may have forgot the, the flat bread or the unleavened bread. You forget. Just try to keep the spirit. That's what the Father have always been interested in, because we always drop the ball. Israel has always dropped the ball with pleasing him. But just make sure you have a heart like David, who made a lot of mistakes, but his heart was right. Just in your heart, try to, to, to keep the spirit behind why those feast days was there in the first place, or the spirit behind why, uh, you know, what was behind the Passover, Okay. All right, so again, like I say, every single show, I love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Folks, tonight, I'm going to go out with a song that I heard in Israel my very first trip. I think it was my first trip to Israel. When I believe the Father was trying to tell me I was on the right path, it is not in English. The song is not in English. But this is what happened when African Americans find out who they are, and they put their feelings to right uh, this is what happened 
when African Americans wake up and return to the land. I'm not saying it's time. I don't believe it's time to return to the land, but there yet have been some to return. But those who return, learn Hebrew. This is what they wrote. And I actually heard five, about five African Americans, older gentlemen, their 60s and 70s, singing this song with just a guitar. And I had never heard nothing so beautiful. I'm not just saying that. I'm not being emotional. I was headed to the airport, kind of in a rush. So it wasn't a time for me to be, you know, I really was moved by the spirit behind this song. I didn't understand what they were saying, but I hope this song did to me what it did to you. It gave me a confirmation that uh, what I was doing in Israel and learning and, and getting confirmations on what I felt the Father talked about how I was Israel. I think the song was saying that to me. And so be blessed by this song and stay tuned. We may do a show on Sunday, definitely a show on Tuesday, all right? Uh, anyway, good night. God bless. Y'all bless me. Y'all bless you and yours. Again, Shabbat Shalom. Happy Passover.